Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, you're taking us through such an important topic. We're talking about worry and in particular, how not to worry about our financial situation. Now, yesterday you shared a story where God provided some years ago for you to have a ministry car. You say he told you to order the car, you didn't have the money, but by the time he picked it up, the money was there. Now, I guess there'll be people listening to you who are elderly, there'll be single parents, people living on benefits. How should they treat this whole subject of money and worry? Well, I was, of course, yesterday warning, you know, not to go out and do that kind of thing and put yourself into debt unless you are responding to an initiative from God. That's very, very important that God will supply for what he says he will supply for. Uh, Just to say I'm going to go out and buy this or that or the other or spend money in this way, that way, and say I'm trusting God. That is not faith. That is presumption. But today, we're going to focus on how do we trust God for real need? In other words, to pay the bills. Um, Often we find ourselves in a situation where we are stretched through no fault of our own. Okay, if there's been lack of wisdom, we dealt with that really on Monday, uh, how we need to uh, repent of the lack of wisdom and seek help sometimes from debt counselors or so on to get out of the situation. Um, But we need to put into place the principles of God's word. Now, this is is what I want to impress upon everybody regarding this whole business of of, um, financial provision. It's much better not to get into a position of need than to get into that position and then expect God to get us out of it. So it's very important in this business of money that we honor God's word. We obey what he says. There are some people that say tithing is just an Old Testament principle. It certainly is Old Testament, but it's also New Testament. Jesus affirms that it is right to tithe, but it's right to do more than that. Now, to tithe is to give your the first tenth of all that um, you have coming in to the Lord. In fact, in Scripture, it is the Lord's. So the first tenth of your income is the Lord's. And he promises in the prophecy of Malachi that if we are faithful in giving our tithe into the Lord's storehouse, that he will open the windows of heaven and provide for us. You will find that a lot of people are not able to cope financially because, I'm talking about Christians now, because they have not honored God with a tithe. They have not given. Not just the tithe, but over and above the tithe. They haven't given when there's been opportunity to give to others, and so on. It really is a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual principle because Jesus says the measure you give is the measure you get back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now, for many, many years, my wife and I have tithed and and given away, actually, far more than 10% of what we've had coming in. 
and we've never been in a position of financial need. And I mean, that is not only our testimony, it would be the testimony of many, many, many other Christians, that if we honor God in, his, in, our financial, in the financial aspect of our lives, he will honor us. And we will always see the provision that we need, even when unexpected needs arise. It really is a question of seeking first the kingdom of God, God's rule and reign in our finances, being right in the use of our finances. And then what does Jesus promise? Everything else will be given to us that if we're faithful in giving, then he will be faithful in giving back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So it's much better to be in the right position with God regarding the use of our finances, because that gives you a tremendous sense of peace. You know that you don't have anything to worry about if you've got God's assurance that everything else will be added to you, that you will receive good measure, pressed down, shade together, and running over because you have been faithful in giving. Prevention is much better than cure, isn't it? It's much better to be in the right place in the use of your finances so that when need arises, you have that absolute confidence in the provision of God because you know you have been faithful to him. You know, therefore, that you don't have to be worried because he will honor his word. He is a God who watches over his word to perform it. Presumably, you would never suggest that people borrow to give. I'm thinking of the person who is in debt, but who wants to get out of debt and who wants to start applying these spiritual principles. What advice would you give on a very practical level to them? Well, I've already said on, on Monday the best thing to do is to, is to find a Christian who has some financial expertise and experience and you know to humble yourself really and say look I need some help can you help me to get out of this but I know those that um, who do debt counseling in our church uh, helping especially new believers to get out of debt uh, they do uh, impress upon them the importance of giving while they are getting out of debt um, uh, you know it it is simply, you're not going to see God get you out of debt, then you start to give. They show them how they can begin to give, uh, even while uh, they're going through this process of, of um, getting out of the debt situation. So it's starting to move in the right direction. It's starting to move in the right direction because you're putting the principles of God's word into practice. But uh, again, you know, you do need some wisdom here. It's not just a question of saying, right, I'm in debt, so I'm going to give money, give money, give money, get into further debt, uh, because that, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. So we do need wisdom. We do need counsel and advice from those that have expertise in that matter. So what we, we, we can say is that if we are faithful to God, then we're not going to get into the situation where we feel we cannot cope. Uh, one other thing that can happen, of course, is the, the devil is a thief. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal from us, and he wants to try sometimes to prevent the provision 
coming to us that God wants to give to us. We need to be alert to that fact. We, we need to be on the watch, if you like, and taking authority over all the powers of darkness so that they are not able to hinder those lines of supply that um, God is, is wanting to use in order to meet our needs. But we have the authority over the power of the enemy, and if we exercise that, then we can stop any hindrance from him in that supply. But the most important thing is that we really do believe God. We believe that my God shall supply every need of ours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, that famous quote from the fourth chapter of Philippians is misused by so many Christians because it's taken right out of its context. When Paul tells that to the Philippians, it's because he's congratulating them on their faithfulness in giving. They have been faithful in giving, and so, he says, my God shall supply every need of yours. It's reinforcing what I'm saying, that if we're faithful in giving, then when the need arises, God will meet it. He will be faithful in supplying for us. You won't be able to tell how he would do it. You can't tell him how to do it. And he will often do so in the most unusual ways. I love to hear testimonies, and, and these, this, these things happen regularly, uh, testimonies in our church of how people have supplied for one another, how those in need have suddenly found um, a cash gift put through their door, and they don't even know who's given it. And uh, it may be that people weren't even aware of the financial need. But you see, the Holy Spirit knows these things, and the Holy Spirit can move upon the heart of somebody else to supply for you, even though uh, you may not have made that need known. And that's something that we've got to be aware of. Trusting God is not manipulating money from others because we tell everybody else about our financial need. That is manipulation, it's not faith. We, in kingdom faith, for years and years and years, as we lived as a community, having to trust God for everything, sharing a common pot, having nothing of our own, we had a, a law which we would not violate, and that was we never asked men for anything. God said, I am your father. If you have any need, then the, it's for the father to supply for the children. So you need, you lay the need before me. You come to me for your provision. You don't manipulate it from other people by asking. Is that a spiritual principle or is it something you just decided to do? No, I think that's a good spiritual principle because it's, you know, what what is the difference between manipulation and faith? Um, it's very easy to say to someone else, Look, I just want to tell you this for your prayer. But there's a subtle um, personal agenda behind that. Uh, and if you want to do anything to provide for me, then I should be very uh, willing to receive it. So we've got to be careful that our hearts are right and pure. Sometimes God does tell us to share a need with someone else. And uh, when he tells us to do that, then, of course, it's faithful to do it. But we must be very careful that we don't replace faith with manipulation. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 